All right, cool, cool, cool. All right, buddy, nice T-shirt. We are uh, we're not Thanks, recording man. the video, but we are actually podcasting over a video chat. So I wonder national if now I'm going to sarcasm associate or society. And it's a National Geographic like uh, font Logo. or whatever, and the little box. Yeah. yeah, like I was saying, Value Village, man. It's all Nothing. about free or extremely cheap clothes. Plus, uh, like you'll get some great shirts that no one else would ever wear in public at Value Village. Yeah, you know they like won them from a weird contest or, or like as a thank you for participating in something stupid, and so they immediately bring it to the thrift store, and I get it for like two bucks. Okay, didn't you find one that was like a Brandley family reunion, but it was a different Brandley family? I th- no, that was my family. No, oh, I have okay. I have like eight of those because <laughs> when I'm a bit lighter than I am now, they oh, okay. fit me really good at the gym. So I, oh, okay. I worked out. I had like seven or eight of them. So I worked out exclusively in Bam- Brandley family reunion t-shirts for like a year. Right. That was great. There was also, there's one you had, and uh, I already talked about this off mic, but if your date's a dog, get a vet. Yeah, that was a classic. And nobody got it, and I probably didn't get it till two years after you had it. Well, because it, it was a Chevy, it was like from a Chevy dealership. Right. And uh, But they spelled vet, like V-E-T. I was always, yeah. I, you know, I was, that, that always bugged me. But I did have one girl who was mad at me. She got offended by it and like called me out. Yeah. On who friends. was it? I don't, I don't, I think Lin- it was a stranger, honestly. Lindsay Thurlassius? Maybe it was Lindsay Thurlassius. <laughs> it was Heather, uh... Heather Hall. <laughs> or, no, no Heather, uh, uh, McAvoy? Heather McAvoy. That's right. <laughs> right after, right after she smiled at me and I walked into the door like an idiot. She's like, and your shirt sucks. <laughs> Misogynist. Oh, that's too funny. Such good times. <laughs> So we've been doing this for over a year now. Wow, really? Um, yeah. Jeez. Um, so that flies, man. One thing Look. I was thinking about was like when we started this podcast. Like, what was your, uh, what were, you, where were you at like in life and mentally? Oh. Cause, yeah. Okay. Go on. So the thing that the reason why I wanted to start this podcast. Because I had a couple friends who did a podcast, and um, and I'd listen to it while I take my dog for a walk. We used sure. to have a dog, and it was just like like at that point in time, I felt really. Uh, they say when guys get into their thirties, it's kind of like they they get a little bit their friendships kind of disappear, or fade into mm. the background. They get a bit lonely, so I was feeling a bit lonely at that time. But I had these two friends who were doing a podcast, so it helped me feel kind of connected to the world. Sure. And so I talked to you, and we start doing this podcast, and um, I think it's helped rekindle a lifelong friendship, but help. Oh, I wouldn't go that far, but I see where you're coming. You know, it it's helped make, keep keep the friendship going, and uh, I think like we've gotten other, we've gotten Tim to come on. We've had friends write us feedback. They all get to be part of this kind of conversation, and maybe it's f- really just four or five of us who are listening. Yeah, but at least for you know guys who are just I don't know getting the crap beaten out of them from just work and kids and their social life is shrinking. <laughs> right. That's what this is about for me, at least. Cool. kind of give the world a hug and uh, listen to two guys just BS about movies and music. I like that. Because I, like, I think about where I was at a year and a half ago when we started this uh-huh. versus where I'm at right now. Mentally, a 100, 
180 degree difference. Really? Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And I think like where you were at in life was a lot different. It totally was. Yeah. Than where you're at now. Yeah. Yeah, A thousand percent. Yeah. Actually it's, it's much, much different now. Yeah. And it's all because of the podcast. That's yes. (laughs) I I was going to say mostly, but it's, it's like at least a hundred percent, maybe more due to the podcast. Yeah. Do you know? Well, okay. But I would say like, we would have a lot off mic after we finished podcasting, we'd end up, we'd have a really, really good conversation and we talk about life and stuff like that. This is true. And like, right? cause we didn't I, like, I am the kind of guy and maybe, maybe a lot of guys are like this, but when I went to school away from my family at, at BYU, yeah, like, I think I called my parents, I don't know, quarterly or every six yeah. months or like yeah. once a year. Like I, I never talked to them. Not that I didn't like them. Like I love my parents and we've mm-hmm. got a great relationship, but I'm kind of like out of sight, out of mind. If yeah. I'm not talking to people that I love and care about all the time or seeing them a lot, I just, they just, I never think about it. And in my head, there's nothing wrong with that. I, some people may suffer from that. You know what I mean? I, as, as far as I, the relationship may suffer from that. Um, but in my head, like next time I see any of those people, we'll just be best friends again. Um, but it, uh, anyway, that being said, yeah, so you and I probably didn't talk very much at all. No, for like year, like I think honestly before, like I made the trip out to Calgary and we kind of texted every now and then, but, um, before that I pretty much, like I saw you at your wedding and then we, that was probably it, right? Yeah. And then we maybe texted once or twice a year. Yeah. And then we didn't really talk. That was it. Yeah. So this has been great for that. Because one, you and Tim, I talk to now. Yeah, because of the podcast. Yeah, and uh, I read an email from Jeff Salmon because of the podcast. <laughs> yes, right. So, <laughs> yeah, you just get random people coming back into your life, and it. Um, it's kind of yeah. Cool. It's just been good. It's been good for that. So. Yeah, it has been good. I've I've enjoyed it, man. It's been great. Yeah. Um, I don't like some people when they find out I have a podcast and I don't like advertise it like crazy, but they're like, Oh, you have a podcast. They're like, isn't the hardest part, like putting out content all the time. I'm like, well, like really, I just do this to stay in touch with my friends. Like I'm not trying to retire off this. Right. Yeah. Maybe at, at first I was like, maybe, and then all I've got to do is get 500 (laughs) listeners and then we can sell t-shirts. Everybody does. But the thing with it is like, yeah, man, you just go on and, I guess it probably is a hard thing to find content if you're trying to keep like 2 million subscribers happy. Yeah. And to put up, like to put something out once a week. Yeah. And like, and some of the, dude, some of these YouTubers are doing like stuff every day. Yeah. Every day they put out videos, which I guess, I mean, that's how you make the money because it's all about overall subscribes and overall views. Right. So the more videos you have, the better monetization you get. But like, Man, it's so much work. And I guess again, if you're if your job, if you're making a mil plus a year, then you could probably find the time to do it. Put forty hours in a week and you'll be fine. Yeah. If if we didn't have real jobs, then yes, yeah, we could do right? a podcast episodes. If my today. wife is okay with me quitting <laughs> living on savings for forever until uh we start generating some mad cash. <laughs> yeah. It's all about the upvotes. So the nice thing about this, though, is that the content, it's like, 
I mean, does it really matter? <laughs> We're just hanging out. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Do you know, surprisingly, like our most listened to episode is the Michael Bolton one. Right. And it has been right. persistently the most listened to episode since it came out. It, and I don't know why, because when I listen to it, I'm like, like our conversation about it wasn't very dynamic. Like it was not pretty. Our best work. I didn't think so, but it's like the cowbell skit in SNL. Nobody thought it was going to be a good one. <laughs> and then it was the best one. Uh, it's got to be because Michael, because <coughs> just because Michael Bolton's name. Maybe if we started doing podcasts, that like episodes that were, uh, I don't know, like. Justin Bieber is he popular still? Who's popular now? Don't even know because I'm 30. But do you yeah, at the... me too. I have no idea who, who is the new Michael Bolton. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Um, but I was just think you know, have you seen how uh, like in the Mandalorian, the baby Yoda eating eggs or whatever? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And people are like freaking out over Twitter, and I'm just like, I'm so glad I'm not in my 20s because I don't have to care about this kind of stuff. <laughs> Wow, yeah, that's true. You know, I guess that's interesting. Twitter, Reddit. Sometimes I get heated on Reddit a little bit. I never yeah. I never type anything anymore though. And this yeah. is a good reminder why because I might go on there and read a thing and somebody says something that I think is stupid and I might start even typing a response. Yeah. And then I always I I rarely actually post it. I usually get a third of the way through and I'm like, "Eh, it's not worth it." And it's a good thing because I'm getting heated over here, and it's probably some 14-year-old booger kid, like, in his mom's basement, or, or yes. sneaking this between homeworks, you know, is like social studies homework, and he's yeah. writing this, the dumbest thing I've ever heard, but for some reason I read it, and I think it's like a 43-year-old lawyer yeah. from Toronto who's, yeah. like, you know, about to run for prime minister next year, and I have to shut this guy down before he does something bad. There's some, do you know, there was a... Uh... There's one subreddit and I saw somebody like they're asking for some kind of advice, like life advice or something like that. Or what was your experience with blah, blah, blah. And one of the comments, and this was like eye opening to me, it was like, these questions are like voyeuristic and you're just like plumbing people's lives for their deep personal experiences. And I wish these things would stop. Hmm. And I was like, yes, I am never commenting on any of these advices, uh, advice type posts ever again, because I'm just like. Because I'm behind anonymity, I say all yeah. this crap that I would never say to a stranger, but yeah. like Yeah, and that's interesting because you wouldn't. You might say it to a close friend, right? Yeah. And you might say it to someone in person. It doesn't have to be a close friend. It could be somebody that you've like meet recently met, but if the vibe is right, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You might, but never to a, a random stranger. But the yeah. anonymity of the internet does make that happen. I've like I've What's the said, problem with that? Why is that bad? It's just like my it's kind of like to me it was like my personal experiences and my life experiences are getting devalued because I'm just throwing them up on a billboard for any idiot to see. Sure. And so I have seen some posts where somebody's like I'm really struggling with XYZ or whatever. Has anybody dealt with something like this? I might send them a chat message and say, "Hey, saw your post on Reddit. I was in a situation like that, whatever." And um, this is kind of what I did to deal with it. Hope that helps. Feel free to chat anytime. To me, that's okay because that's like a conversation. with. It's not on a freaking – like imagine going down to a billboard. Yeah, right. Or like where they used to post all or the like posters on a for – uh, What's that? Or like on a podcast. On a or podcast something. or something. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, I get you. I, think- I get you though, right? You're like it's like the internet is so many people, and Reddit is like the whole world. Yeah, and you're like, well, I struggled with erectile dysfunction, like, and yeah, uh, I mean- still haven't recovered. Let me tell you. <laughs> Let me tell you. Don't dox me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let me tell you about the time my wife caught me masturbating. Like- <laughs> yeah. That's like, that's interesting. Yeah, um, I, huh, that's very interesting. I have so many thoughts on this because part of it is like, um, so I, I I read one that really hit me. It was uh, a guy who was going to be a dad soon, I think, or something like that. And he's like, "Hey, I'm going to have this a daughter, and like mm-hmm. dads with daughters, what's what's something you regret? It wasn't like what did you do good. It was like what is what is something some stuff you did that you regret doing that you would have wished you had done differently. That was." Mm-hmm. Why I said that weird, but, um, and the one that hit me, there was a couple, but the one was like, uh, she was always trying to get him to like play dolls, you know, come play with me, dad, come play with me. And he's always busy and like cleaning dishes or whatever. He'd yeah. often put it off. And then one day she just stopped asking cause she got old yeah. and then, you know, and he like missed out on a lot of that stuff. Yeah. Man, that one, that one smoked me. Um, so there was a couple responses in that thread that were like pretty personal, yeah. but they absolutely influenced me to realize like how important fatherhood is to me mm-hmm. and how I don't want to like look back of all the regrets I may have in life. Being a crappy dad is one that I don't think I'm willing to do. You know, that might be like the worst one or pretty close to it. So Okay, so what what is a crappy dad and versus a not oh, crappy dad? Oh, there's a good, good question. Um, <clears throat> that's that's a whole that's like a six part. I've got it. I've got there. a short answer. Okay, as long as my kids go to therapy for different things, <laughs> I'm doing good. <laughs> We're all gonna go, but if they're going for the same thing, then you effed up. Yeah, if your if your kids are going to therapy for the thing, same things you went to or wish you would have gone to therapy for. Go. There you go. You're you're part of a cycle. You're you're perpetuating a vicious cycle. If they go to therapy for all new things, we're making progress. Making progress. You know, okay, uh, we're going all over the place here. <laughs> I have this this notion that like parents don't actually get better. You know, we think that we're we hope that we're better than our parents. Okay. But I feel like, you know, my parents probably did a lot of good stuff. And Hopefully I noticed those good things or some of those good things, like the really good stuff. Maybe I noticed those and they probably did some bad stuff and hopefully I noticed those too. And so when I'm a parent, I'll try to do the good things and not do the bad things. There's probably a lot of stuff that they did that was pretty good that I just didn't notice. I just like take for granted or whatever, or it's things that I don't, I'm not even aware that happened. Mm -hmm. And so I'm not going to do, I'm not going to maybe do that the same, um, where am I going? Wow. I'm like losing my train of thought here. I think my point is we will emphasize making up for the bad things that our parents did. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I know that like we lose out on doing like some of the good things they did. Yeah. Yeah. And so like we replace their bad stuff with our good stuff, but we bring in our own bad stuff and it just like cycles, you know? So our kids will see the bad stuff we did and they'll make up for that with their kids but they'll do their own bad stuff that we didn't do that was bad. Yeah. Does that make sense? Stuff yeah, that I no, was normal I at, they're going to be bad at. Cause, yeah, because so, I know my yeah. my parents, 
listening to the way they talk about their parents and then seeing the things they do with me, I'm like, oh, you're filling in some gaps here, right? Sure, yeah. And then I can definitely look at how I treat my kids and say, oh, I'm filling in some gaps, so. Yeah. And so so in that part, in the in the making up for your parents' bad stuff or like learning from your parents' mistakes, I should say. Yeah. Um, you We're always getting better. But there's a lot of bad things that we are going to bring personally that our parents didn't bring. Yeah. That are just going to happen by nature of us being people and not knowing how bad that thing is going to be. Yeah. Because we didn't go through it. Yeah. So it's like a, it's just a perpetual We're I think we're just basically stagnant in parenting over generations. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, like one, one step forward, one step back. Like, exactly. Like this Maybe generation, it's... the left foot's forward, this generation, the right foot's forward, but either yeah. way you're just, you're, you're just you're shuffling. Real, you're right. You're just running in circles. Yeah. I mean, maybe gradually we're improving, but who even knows? Because who who even knows? Because now we're like all nobody spanking their kids, right? Yeah. Which I think I'm on board with, but yeah, it's pretty new. In 30 years, maybe all the kids that didn't get spanked are going to be serial killers, um... or maybe they're going to be uh, maybe they're all going to be hippies without jobs, and the economy will crumble. I read a study on like corporal punishment and I think like it always triggers an immediate negative response. Okay. It was just an example. It, yeah. Okay. I mean, sorry. I think, yeah, I think yeah, yeah. I'm on board yeah, yeah, with yeah. not spanking your kids, but, but I just mean you know. like, it's more, you're probably more likely to get a serial killer from spanking your kids. Than I, as from I was not- saying it, I knew it was a bad example, but it was already, I was already on board. I was already going. I couldn't jump off that train yet. But I think like, I see how my grandpa is with my dad and then how my dad was with me and then how I am with my kids. And I think over time we've had an improvement. Sure. I think so. Um, maybe it's like the stock market, like it goes up and down, but overall over a long enough period of time, it's up. Yeah. I hope over time it's up, but I, I don't know for sure. I think when it comes to raising your kids is you've got a, just while you're talking about like how do you know you're a good dad or or whatever yeah. i think sure. if you've got to define what being a good dad is mm-hmm. and you've got to set a goal you've got to make plans around how you're going to be as a dad and then yeah that's how you know if you're successful but if you're just like i'm going to kind of throw myself at it sure you're you're never giving yourself a bar you're never giving yourself a standard that's true you're never working so i know like myself and then so to totally do like the reddit message board thing here which mm-hmm. i said i hate but just personally let's let's get deep here i've realized <laughs> i've just noticed over time that i come home and i don't play with the kids a lot when i come home from work sure and i don't roughhouse a lot with my son and i think roughhousing is very very important sure. uh for kids and uh I haven't gotten in, done a lot of roughhousing with my kids, and I kind of uh, lately I've been getting the feeling like when I come home they want a roughhouse, but sometimes I come home from work and they just like take a swing at me or something like that, and I'm just like drop everything and like in your room, <laughs> go <laughs> now, <laughs> not in the mood for this, right? <laughs> and then I'm like, oh wait, he's uh, he's trying to play he's for me. To so play that's with the thing. Me. That's the thing I'm working on right now. So if I Great. can start coming home from work and playing with the kids and roughhousing. 
then I think I'm doing good because I can't do it all. That's true. But this is a thing I can do. And then if I do that thing, then I'm good. Yeah. Because I had a thing that I wanted to do and then I did it. And then I work and, on the next thing. And and there's that too, man. Like <clears throat> it's it's good to have ambition, but you can totally have too much and not accomplish anything, you know. Yeah. And so it's it's great. It's it's great that you pick a thing and you can do a thing. And it's yes. better than nothing cuz no one's going to ace it. No one's like going to ace everything. Cuz yes, cuz I know and maybe you feel the same. Like sometimes your plate gets so full at work or with whatever. And it's like, okay, I can do three things today. I've got this massive to-do list, but I can only yeah. do three of them. So right. what are the three most important? That's what I'm doing. And then I'm good going home. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, that's true. That's so same, gotta, like same thing with kids. It's like, there's a million things I could be doing to be a better dad, but I can't do all of them. <sighs> that's so tough though, man. Kids are so important. I think. Yeah, I know, but it, I just mean so like generally, hard. it's like you could read a million parenting books and you could read a million blogs and yeah. there's, oh my God, are you doing this and are you doing this and are you doing this? It's like, I'm just a man. Yeah, I'm going to do one of them. I'm taking my kid on a walk every night or two nights a week. I will take my kid and we will walk and we will talk and right. I can do that. And if I do that thing, then I'm doing good. You're doing something. Exactly. But if it's just like, oh, I'm going to do... I'm going to be super dad and I'm going to burn myself out and then I'm going to... <laughs> right. Yeah, it's true. You can't You can't do everything. Yeah. But you just try having and a, think... Having a solid plan, I like that. Because I don't have... I haven't sat down and written out, like, these are my very specific goals for fatherhood. But I think I have some general... <clears throat> some general ideas, you know? A little more nebulous, maybe. But... That's like I haven't written anything down, but it's in. But it's kind of a good idea. It's in my mind. Maybe it is. Sometimes when I, I have to cautiously treat my plan. Sometimes I'll overplan, sure, and get a little rigid. So for me, right. it's like, and maybe you need to take something from my book, and maybe you need a little bit more rigidity. Maybe I need a little yeah. less. Because I'm like, oh, just be a good dad. Yeah, good idea. Okay, <laughs> goals. Be a good dad. Check. <laughs> Doing it. Um. Yeah, so for myself, I need to learn to plan but be flexible. Maybe you need to learn to plan a bit more. Be flexible and plan. I don't yeah, know. I could deal with more planning in all yeah. aspects of my life. Yeah, but I'm that's at least I'm like right now, I'm like, you know what? I'm just putting something at the forefront and thinking my kids need something right now, and I'm going to try and work on that. Yeah. And that's it. And it doesn't have, you don't have to put like freaking a mountain of to-do lists and try and be super dad. It's like, Oh, I'm just a man. It's so tough. Yeah. Yeah. My thing's just spending time with them right now. Right. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Well, but, um, schedule's opening up. So that's getting, that's getting easier. Yeah. But I, I think my thing, my big thing is intentional parenting. I'm really trying to, whenever I am interacting with the kids, I'm trying to make it quality whether it's like quality time that we're spending together, you know, so if we're eating dinner together and having good conversations or if we're playing and I make sure I don't have my phone and I'm just focused on playing with them. Mm -hmm. um, or if it's, uh, um, I'm really working on how I discipline and how I'm treating them. I'm, I'm experimenting a lot with how I talk to them when things get crazy. And, um, and that's been, that's been really interesting. So when, like I read a study on working moms versus stay-at-home moms. Sure. Apparently, generally with working moms, they spend more quality time with their kids. 
because they had to prioritize quality I time. Yeah, I believe. And that. I know I had a stay-at-home mom and sing her praises for doing that. But at the same time, a lot of my time spent with my mom was her telling me and my siblings to get go right. outside or go to the basement. Yeah. Because right. you're there all the time, right? All the time. And I and think that's like dad is at work all the time. And so when you finally get to see the kids, you want to do something. Yeah. And whereas mom, it's like all day she's got the kids and it's like, get out of my face so I can do something. Yeah. So I can like sweep the floor, stop bothering me. Yeah. And then, yeah. And then you like don't want to see them because you've been <laughs> with fighting them, them off all day. So I just – like sometimes – I get like what I was getting with that is it's not just the quantity of time. And I don't even think quantity of time with kids matters. It's quality yeah. of the time you're spending with kids that really matters. Um, That's right. I was thinking like my dad worked a lot. But when me and my dad spent time together, I was thinking about some of the things we do. Like I'd go to work with him in the summers and we'd drive and it was an hour drive and we'd talk a lot. Mm. And we'd listen to talk radio and then talk about like politics and stuff like that. Those are some really, really good memories of really good quality time I have with my dad. Right. Right. And yeah, he wasn't around the house a lot. But when we did spend time, we got like we had some good core foundational life experiences. Right. Yeah. 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 That's uh, that's cool. So my there's one other thing. My dad, my dad read me and my brother Bible stories. (laughs) Nice. Before bed. Okay. Um, probably like f- as early as I can remember, probably three to, you know, maybe seven or eight. Yeah. I'll always remember that. He was working a lot and I don't remember him being around a lot, but I remember that he read me bedtime stories. <clears throat> That's cool. You know, so I guess like if you take a step back and think about what your dad did, you might hate yourself because you're like, oh, I'm not here enough. But yeah, when you are making the time and you're Make making sure it's quality- it yeah i've been uh i finally had some nights off so i've been putting the beds the kids to bed whenever i am not working in the evening yeah and it's been killer man it's actually been really fun like right. and stressful trying to like herd cats to get them in the pajamas <laughs> yeah. and yeah. Like, get them into the bedroom and and i'm like we're like trying to calm down and they're <laughs> throwing things through the window and like <laughs> chopping each other heads off with kitchen knives so you know <laughs> It's only sort of working, but yeah. it's been killer, man. It's been great getting them to bed, like taking them upstairs, brushing their teeth after we have snacks, we clean up together. Yeah. And then my favorite has been reading a book, laying in bed, reading them both a book. Mm-hmm. And uh, they ask questions on every page. So like a 20-page a book, like a quick little Dr. Seuss book takes so long. Cause oh, yeah. Every question, who's that guy? Why... Why does he have stripes on him? I'm like, I don't know. He wanted to paint him that way. Why stop asking me questions, man? Who cares? But it's like, it's awesome. I love it. I hate it in the moment when they're asking stupid questions. Yeah. But, but, uh, yeah, it's great, man. It's like really good memories I'm building with them. Hopefully. Yeah. I remember that kind of stuff. Yeah. I'm with you. Yeah. Huh. All right, buddy. What else have you been, I can have, do you have any COVID stories? There's one I told you over text. I think it's worthwhile sharing. It was, um, I was in the grocery store. This was in the summer. It was just after they put like the one way lanes. Right, right. Yeah. And I was walking the wrong way because <laughs> there weren't a lot of people, but then there's this lady with a cane and she, she saw me on two different aisles walking the wrong way. And then she started yelling at me. 
Whoa, she yelled at you? Well, she like didn't. She spoke sternly to me okay, okay. about how I kept walking the wrong way in the aisles. And I just said, oh, I'm, I'm so sorry. This is just all new to me. I'm sorry. I, I'm not trying to. I'm sorry. And, and then just started walking the right way around aisles. But what I was thinking was, I thought you had to run a mile to be a cop. <laughs> Kane lady. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> that would have been the best. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, that would that would have been the best. I Write can't wait down. till I'm Maybe like Clint Eastwood stage. <laughs> what I said, write write that one down. You make it yeah, to yeah. it later. Like I can't wait till I'm like 85, and then I can just say stuff like that. Just and not say whatever care. you want. Yeah, yeah, and it's kind and of then it's like, what are you gonna do? In fact, it's awesome. Like anyone that hears that will be like, yeah, that, yeah, that, that guy's guy wicked. Yeah, that old guy's the man. <laughs> In your thirties, they're like, "What a douche! What a do- How could you say that to that old lady? That guy's a total prick. She's got a cane and everything. <laughs> Did you hear that old guy? She's got a cane and everything. That was awesome. <laughs> wow, that's just like, like uh, when I was talking about, I was talking with Jason about like picking up girls when we were in in YSA and like single. Okay, yeah. And I was trying to like like t- share him my body language secrets and stuff <laughs> you know like just like the way like if i saw a cute girl from across the room like how i would look at her and catch her eye and like uh-huh. smile or whatever like the like the way i would portray myself and then i realized i'm like hmm if like a hot guy is looking at a girl and she catches him looking and he kind of smiles and then looks away she'll probably be like cool that's awesome Mm-hmm. But if he's ugly and he does the exact same thing, she'll be like, rapist, creepy creep, like, call the police, get this guy out of here. So I'm teaching him this stuff and I'm like, maybe this won't work. This, <laughs> this may not work the same way it does for me. <laughs> oh, oh Clint Eastwood. That's um, too good. <laughs> so do you have any uh, any tales of coronavirus hell? Oh, man. I don't know if I have any funny stories. Um, I mean, you know, no, COVID hasn't really done much for me. It's been weird. When it first started, yeah, I had like two people um, who, uh, like I went to do installs. I knock on someone's door. This one guy opens his door and like jumps backwards, maintaining <laughs> like 12 feet of social distance. He sprung back quickly and he yeah. like puts his hands up as if I was gonna kill him yeah are you sick no i'd be i'd be not here are have you been traveling i'm like i know the questions man no none of the stuff i'm fine dude okay okay. all right uh and then um you know made sure i was masked up and gloved and everything gloves went away by the way we had gloves for like a month or two and then nobody cares about gloves anymore yeah um, maybe that's cause everyone was like wearing their one pair of gloves all day, eating their fries with them. Yeah. And like, well, it's like, <laughs> as soon as you touch your face with your gloved hand, your gloved hand yeah. may as well be your hand. Throw the glove away. Yeah. And I had another guy too, that made me, um, I get out of my car, I put on my, my disposables, carry my toolbox in. And he's like, Oh, I got clean gloves for you. Like, I just pulled these out of the box and <laughs> he made me wear his gloves, <laughs> whatever. Uh... So, but but interesting. It was like the very first week of COVID lockdown. Yeah. People were like, well, a couple, two or three people were like freaking out. 
Yeah. And other than those people, I've had no one, nobody really wears masks while I'm in their house. I wear a mask because I have to. My, my work mandates it. Um, and a lot of them say, you don't have to wear a mask if you don't want to. I'm like, oh, yeah. I'll wear it. But they don't wear masks and nobody really cares, which is interesting. Um, that's kind of all I've, all I've really noticed about it. I haven't had anything nutty happen, but it's just interesting to me that how few people are, I don't know, taking it seriously or, or that seriously. Yeah. 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 Which maybe that's why Edmonton's having a spike and we're locking down again this week. Yeah. So same, yeah, same thing in BC. Did you, uh, or uh, just in the lower mainland where I am, did you, uh, did you go to the grocery stores in March? Like March 13th or whatever after Trudeau like locked down the border and stuff? Yeah, I probably did. It was like post-apocalyptic. Yeah, it was. I it forgot was to nuts. take pictures right. of it because it was – the weirdest thing though was all the produce had been cleaned out. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And okay, I was like, is I everybody freaking dumb? Because those oranges are going bad in a week. Yeah, Like everything weird. you cleared out, the canned stuff's still here, but the stuff that's going bad in a couple days is all gone. It was strange, man. And the toilet paper thing. Yes. And the toilet... Yes. But that was the media, dude. You know, look, I I hate to be a conspiracy theorist. And Here, we not, Here we but, go. Here we go. Here we go. But I will say this. I will yeah. say this. The mainstream media has just done a hell of a job of... I mean, they've got to be sensationalist. They've got to get views. They've got to get clicks and all that stuff. But man, they are... Like, I don't think there would have been a toilet paper shortage if the news hadn't been like... Probably one person that worked for like Global yeah. walks into the Walmart and some lady's putting a bunch of toilet paper in her cart. She wasn't worried about a pandemic. She just was out. She lives yeah. on a farm. She has to stock up. Yeah. So she was just bu- – and the lady that works for Global is like, oh, crap. Everyone's stocking up on toilet paper. She runs to her car and picks up the phone and like writes an article over the phone and then everybody thinks there's a toilet paper shortage and everyone buys toilet paper. I don't think that there would have been a shortage had the media not – blown up the fact that there was going to be a shortage okay uh yeah for sure they magnify things and then i think facebook like that's why facebook is the downfall sure. of social media too western because face you know like have you there's this quote i heard about how like you know lies spread like wildfire but truth takes its time kind of thing uh yeah and i was just thinking about it because for example i know some people on facebook who have been posting a lot of election conspiracy theories and literally they everything that they post is like triggers an immediate emotional reaction right right and then you can go and google and go on politifact or like any reputable news site and they will debunk like 99 percent of these election fraud conspiracy theories Right. And talk about how it like this all just comes from a mysterious Twitter account. Nothing's verified. This is actually the reason why things happen the way they happen, blah, 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 blah. And people can't even Google. They they hear something. They get a knee-jerk emotional response, and it's true. And yeah. and the reason why – like one was with the um, – I remember when Wisconsin flipped <clears throat> overnight. Mm-hmm. But they kept saying the whole night, they're like, we still haven't counted mail-in ballots yet from Milwaukee. And we anticipate that Wisconsin's going to flip when they count the mail-in ballots from Milwaukee. And then sure enough, overnight, they counted the mail-in ballots in Milwaukee and Wisconsin flipped. 
just like everybody was saying it was going to happen. But that day, it's like Wisconsin has more votes than registered voters. And it's like, oh, my gosh, is that true? And then you can Google it, and it's not true. <laughs> but one person tweets it, and it's like, oh, my – and then everybody's tweeting it. Yeah. And this light – because the thing with the truth is is that you have to pull out, like, flip charts and diagrams and statistics and be like – and go through all these facts and figures to explain. But but the tru- the, the lie – the lie is just this one little blurb that nobody has to verify no, and, and yeah. triggers such an intense emotional response that people just take it as true even though it's not. Because they want to believe it. And that's why it is like – that's and, and so I think Twitter and Facebook have just magnified this ability of a emotionally triggering lie to spread. For sure. It's taken all the people with tinfoil hats and, <clears throat> and made them like the town crier, right? Yeah, absolutely. I'm with you. So – I, I agree then. Are you agreeing with me? The like, media in general? Social media? I'd say social media more so. Like I'd say US, like CNN and Fox are both messed up. Yeah. Right? Like there are things that like, like they get Tucker Carlson on there and he talks Dude. about, he's like, can you imagine a slimy politician coming into your, and just like all the language he uses is just like, encourages distrust of everything and and yeah. it's total fear-mongering, right? Taco Carlson is a total idiot. But he's, he's not the loser. only one. It's like any nameless face on Fox yeah. News or CNN, they're not even doing journalism anymore, right? They're not it's doing true. like kind of factual kind of stuff. It's all just like talking heads trading insults. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. It is. It's it's so dumb. It's terrible. Yes. So it's not even like legitimate editorial anymore. No, I like I have a hard time even reading anything because I don't know what's real, what's not. And verification, you're right, takes forever. Mm-hmm. It takes like a lot of takes a lot of time. And I'm I'm kind of at this point. I was talking about this with Jordan the other day. Yeah, and, like we're both kind of at this point where it just makes more sense to go buy some acres in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> Build, okay, build you know a what? commune and escape society. So, Let have you heard of this apart. subreddit called "Am I Being Detained"? <laughs> yes, dude, sovereign citizens. <laughs> yes, man. I so that is stuff. where this is where you're going. Uh, oh is, yeah, I'm fully there, dude. Yeah. I spend all of my free time baiting cops and videotaping it. You're traveling. You are a traveler. Yes, <laughs> I am not. I am not transporting for the purpose of commerce. I am a private citizen. <laughs> oh, I I I know about the sovereign citizen thing a bit. I haven't. You are a, a sovereign. You're talking about becoming a but, sovereign citizen. <laughs> I know, man. I know. Right? I know. I've spent more time watching the uh, what do they call it? The the police audits or uh, what do they call it? <laughs> Constitutional audits or something? Yes. You know those ones where they'll like they'll dress up in like full military camo with an assault rifle and like a bazooka on their back. And then they go walk around outside of a police station. taking. They pictures. walked in a police station with yeah. M16s. Yeah. That one was great. And they like, <laughs> is, that the, is that the one where the cops like fly out of the front with guns yes. drawn? And they're like, get on the floor. Like, Hey, I'm just, I'm just doing, I'm, I'm just, we're uh, just we're, here to make a complaint. Yeah. And we're, <laughs> <laughs> with full assault gear. Yeah. Sure they're wearing like balaclavas and stuff. Yeah. Like they look like so, uh, like ghosts oh. out of Call of Duty too. <laughs> it's 
and uh, and they're like, "What's the big problem?" And they're like, "I will effing, I will effing kill you." (laughs) (laughs) What is wrong with you? What is wrong with you? It's so dumb. Oh my gosh! Yeah, love those. Love that stuff. So yeah, yeah, that's what I want to do for a living. I want to live live in the middle of nowhere and then do constitutional audits in police stations <laughs> with cell rifles for oh. YouTube clicks. That's sweet, sweet YouTube money. My favorite is the uh, like the old cops, yeah. like the cops the day before retirement who pull them over. Right, and they're just like, sir, drive license and registration. The guy's like, what, what, for what purpose, sir? And he's like, I just need your license and registration. You went through a stoplight. What what crime was I charged with, sir? I just need your. <laughs> and then and then and then the old cops like, okay, I don't have time for this. He takes his baton, smashes the window, cuts the seatbelt, drags the <laughs> guy out of the car. Like like some of them, some of the it's like the young cops are like, okay, I'll be. I want to be the face of a new kind of police officer. Right. Right. I don't shoot black people. <laughs> They say that okay. as soon as the window comes down. Hi, I'm I'm Officer Blake. I just don't shoot black people, just so you know. Yeah. So, uh, anyways, Let, what can I do help for me you? understand your concerns, sir. Well, according yeah. to New Mexico law, um, you any driver of a vehicle. Oh, I'm not a driver. I'm a traveler. And then, <laughs> right, and they keep going along with it. But then it's like the old guy, the guy who's a day away from retirement, who's as soon as they're like, I was traveling. They just smash the window, cut the seatbelt, like, drag him out, arrest him. It's done. That's, that's your Clint Eastwood, man. He's, he's like, <laughs> yeah, I don't he's give like, a like, shit fire me. Okay. Fire me. <laughs> I'm done tomorrow. I don't give a crap. <laughs> Let's go, buddy. <laughs> uh, oh, that's great. 